Hello and welcome back to another episode of Better With Chocolate. It is I, your host, Kristen Dominique, and uh, I'm back again, you know, back again for another episode. Um, It is the third week of February, and as you know, it is the third week of Black History Month. And uh, yeah, it's the third installment of our month-long series, Educating and Celebrating you know highlighting some prominent black figures in Canadian history and yeah if you did not tune in to the first two episodes I will let you know what they're about so you can go back and have a listen they're not long episodes but they are very informative so I do recommend so the first week we talked about Matthew DaCosta which is Canada's first courted black African free man I should say to travel to Canada. And last week, we talked about Rosemary Brown, uh, who's Canada's first black female member of a provincial legislator and the first female to run for a leadership of a political party. So yeah, if you are intrigued by those brief descriptions, um, you can always look back at the previous episodes and have a listen. So yes, how you guys doing? I hope you guys are doing well. It's been a pretty eventful week. I mean, I think each week has been pretty eventful globally. There's always something happening in the news. Uh, But keeping it local, keeping it, I guess, national. um, Yeah, truck convoy. We got political leaders out here telling them to dismantle or be fined or imprisoned. Our premier, you know, Doug Ford announced a state of emergency for the province of Ontario. Um, Essentially, you know, basically what that does is that it gives the government and uh, law enforcement the authority to arrest, imprison, or fine people who are non-compliant or who are continuing to block uh, passageways such as roads, bridges, borders, etc. And as we do know that the convoy has been, you know, protesting outside of Ottawa for the last two to three weeks. Uh, they've also been occupying the Windsor-Detroit border, I believe, the Ambassador Bridge. So yeah, following that announcement, the Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, came out and I guess was implementing emergency whatever you call it. But anyways, um, that's the gist about that. So there's more of that happening. And again, I'm so sorry. I'm giving you some half-assed news reporting. But uh, yeah, again, this is not a news podcast. This is not a, you know, political podcast. I'm only giving you snapshots of information that, that I've come across because I'm not an avid news watcher. I don't like to watch the, the news, you know, because it's not really news I can use, you know. But anyways, um, some other exciting news and changes that are coming for the province of Ontario. The premier announced that they will be lifting a lot of the restrictions that uh, have been in place for the last two years, as well as eliminating the vaccine passports and proof of vaccination as of March 1st. So that's cool. So for, you know, whether you're vaxxed or unvaxxed, I think everybody can enjoy the loosening of the restrictions gives us some semblance of normalcy, I guess, whatever normal is now. Definitely not going back to what life was before the pandemic. Things have definitely changed. So let's be real with that, guys. 
Because, you know, every time I'd be hearing people saying like, oh, let's get back to normal. Let's get back to normal. What we knew is, quote, normal is not what we're going to be going back to, guys. Like, it's just that's just what it is. It's a harsh reality. No matter which way you you turn it, flip it, reverse it. <laughs> yeah. Things have changed. And I'm sure we are aware of that. So let's just be realistic and, and understanding and compassionate because everybody has been affected by this pandemic to some degree. Okay. So let's just remember that we have hearts, that we're all human. We're all having a human experience and we're all suffering on different planes. Okay. And that's just facts. So yeah, things to look forward to. Also, it was Valentine's Day this week. For those of you who do observe it, uh, you know, who'd like to enjoy the festivities of what comes along with the commercialized holiday. Yeah, whether you're single or coupled or throupled or whatever your lifestyle choice is, I hope everybody got a little extra loving on Valentine's Day. Yeah, you know, I feel like, I mean, everybody makes the argument that you know, oh, why do you have to wait for a specific day to show love and affection to your partner or your friends or your family or whatever? And yeah, you don't have to wait for this specific day. You know, you can do this any day, any random old Thursday, Tuesday, Sunday, whatever to, you know, show appreciation and all that good stuff. But again, for those who want to celebrate and add a little extra oomph on the particular day, ain't no shame in that do you you know what I mean because at the end of the day it's between you and the person you're sharing that love right you're not doing it for the gram or for social media you know what I mean you're not doing it for a show I mean well ideally you wouldn't be doing it for a show but again I don't judge however you live your life anyways I digress it was Valentine's Day however you look at it whether you just treat treated it as a regular Tuesday or Monday sorry Monday <laughs> It was on Monday. Um, that's neither here nor there. So yes, moving along. Yeah, so continuing with our series, as it is Black History Month, it is our third episode, like I said, of our installment in our series of highlighting prominent Black figures in Canadian history. Because again, as we know, Black people have been well, well around in Canada from North, East, South, west we've been here and so this week i decided to highlight mr thornton blackburn specifically thornton and lucy blackburn who were self-emancipated slaves who made their way up to canada and started toronto's first taxi cab company now you haven't heard of these two individuals that's cool because i'm about to tell you a little bit about them Thornton Blackburn and Lucy Blackburn were born in Mason County, Kentucky. Yeah, like I said, they were self-emancipated slaves. So essentially, Thornton and Lucy escaped from Louisville to Michigan in 1831. Uh, they had been living there for two years when in 1833, Kentucky slave hunters located, recaptured, and arrested the couple. So the Blackburns were jailed, uh, but were allowed visitors, which provided the opportunity for Lucy to exchange her clothes and her incarceration with a mistress, George French. Lucy was then smuggled across to the, uh, the Detroit River to safety in Amherstburg in Essex County in Upper Canada. 
So Thornton's escape was a little bit more difficult because he was heavily guarded, bound, and shackled. So the day before Thornton was to be returned to Kentucky, Detroit's black community rose up in protest in the Blackburn riots. Yeah. So a crowd of about 400 men stormed the jail to free him. So during the commotion, two individuals called Sleepy Polly and Daddy Walker helped Thornton escape and eventually find safety in Essex County, Upper Canada. Uh, the commotion turned into a two-day riot, which the local sheriff was shot and fatally wounded. It was the first race riot in Detroit, resulting in the first riot commission to be formed in the United States. So while the unrest was happening in Detroit, Thornton supporters procured a horse cart and conveyed Thornton away from Detroit to the northeast. Um, so a mob had formed to pursue Thornton and caught up with the cart about one mile outside of Detroit. So Thornton's pursuers then discovered that Thornton had disembarked from the cart shortly after it arrived in the wilderness outside of Detroit. And with the help of some of his, of some of his rescuers, Thornton was able to head south to the, towards the south of Detroit. Uh, he, hoard, he boarded a boat near the Mouth River. Oh, my God. He boarded a boat near the mouth of River Rouge and crossed the Detroit River into Essex County to join his wife. Uh, once he was there, Thornton was jailed briefly while a formal request for his return was issued by the Michigan Territorial Governor. A reply came from the Lieutenant Governor of Upper Canada, uh, at the time Major General Sir John Colburn, who refused extradition to the United States, noting that a person could not steal himself and that a lifetime slavery was too severe a punishment for any crime less than murder. So now we get into their entry into Toronto. So reunited with his wife, Thornton and Lucy, uh, you know, entered into the newly incorporated city of Toronto, arriving in 1834, where he worked as a waiter at Osgood Hall. Um, though Thornton was illiterate, he saw the need for a taxi service. And so he obtained some blueprints for a cab, uh, for a cab in Montreal, and he commis commissioned the construction of it. So by 1837, the cab was built and it was red and yellow, a red and yellow box cab that he named the city, uh, which was drawn by a single horse and able to carry up to four passengers with a driver in a box at the front, which Thornton would operate himself. So it, that became the nucleus of a successful taxi cab company. So sometime later in the late 1830s, Thornton made a daring return to Kentucky to bring his mother uh, back with him to join his brother, who may have arrived in Toronto as early as 1826. Uh, no real confirmation on that, but that's just the estimated year. So the Blackburns continued to build their legacy and to continue to be active in anti-slavery and community activities, uh, also helping to build the nearby Little Trinity Church which now stands as the oldest surviving church in Toronto. That's pretty damn cool. I, I didn't know that, so it's pretty neat. <laughs> yeah, sorry guys. I mean, I get as much out of this that I hope you guys are getting out of this because I am learning a lot through the research that I'm doing for these episodes and it's just amazing the things that you just haven't heard about growing up. I've been around for 30 some odd years and not once in school or even in passing have I heard anything about this and throughout even like media things that they release for Black History Month you never hear I haven't heard this story before you know so but anyways <laughs> let me continue um so Little Trinity Church is the oldest surviving church in Toronto 
Thornton also participated in the North American Convention of Colored Freemen at the St. Lawrence Hall in September 1851, which is now known as St. Lawrence Market, and was an associate of anti-slavery leader George Brown and helped former slaves settle at Toronto and Buxton. The Blackburns also took in African-American freedom seekers, including a woman named Anne Maria Jackson and her seven children in 1858. Now, this is important because Anne Maria Jackson's youngest child, Albert, became the first black postman in Toronto. So when immigrants came to Toronto, many settled in St. John's Ward, and the Blackburns built six homes there that they rented out at a nominal rate for former enslaved people. Thornton later died on February 26, 1890, leaving an estate of $18,000 and six properties and is buried at Toronto's Necropolis Cemetery. His wife, Lucy, later joined him on the other side five years later. Uh, she passed away on February 6, 1895. So that is the quick little life, well, Thornton Blackburn and Lucy Blackburn's contribution to Toronto's history and you know Canada's history the legacy that they left behind um, in 1999 the historic sites and monuments board of Canada designated the Blackburns persons quote persons of national historic significance for their personal struggle for freedom which was emblematic of so many similar but typically undocumented cases also important to note the Blackburn situation prompted the articulation of a legal defense against slavery they were also designated for their contribution to the growth of Toronto, generosity to the less fortunate, and lifelong resistance to slavery. And then in 2002, plaques in their honour were erected at the site of their excavated home in Toronto, Ontario, and in Louisville, Kentucky. In 1985, an archaeological dig uncovered the foundations of the Thornton's home, leading to a book about their lives called I've Got a Home in Glory Land, a lost tale of the Underground Railroad, written by historian Carolyn Smards Frost. In 2015, a mural near their former home called Site Specific was installed. It depicts the history of the neighborhood and includes Thornton's cab. And in 2016, a conference center at George Brown College in Toronto was named for Thornton and Lucy Blackburn, and a mural depicting their story has been painted in the building's downstairs lobby. So even though it's not a story that is wildly, wildly, <laughs> widely known, jeez, anyways, it's not a story that's widely known or frequently talked about, at least it has been commemorated. And now we have this episode as well that is contributing to the education of Thornton and Lucy Blackburn. Yeah, it's amazing, you know. <laughs> I think we all know at this point in time that, uh, you know, when it comes to, to Black people, we are very inventive, very creative, very educated and brilliant people. Once you, you really trace things back to its origins, you'll see many black faces and names behind many inventions that we use today and uh, yeah I think I'll save that for next week to talk about in the maybe not final episode but at least the final episode in the black history month series that I have been doing but again if you guys are enjoying this content please let me know please leave me your feedback and we can make this a regular thing because again, I sound like a broken record, <laughs> but I am very much 
a supporter of educating not just our people, but everybody about Black Canadian contribution or Black people in Canada who have contributed to this country. Being Canadian, being in Canada, you know, being based in Toronto and the GTA, I think it's important for us to look at our history here that is homegrown um, and learn a little bit more about what's going on in our backyard, you know? So, yeah. So I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. And as always, thank you again for joining me this week. It was a pleasure to enlighten you guys. And again, I hope you guys are getting a lot out of this, like I am from doing research for these episodes. Time for some shameless plugging. I announced last week that I was um, going to be a part of a group exhibition that is being held at Daniel Spectrum. And uh, that exhibition is now currently on. It started on the 14th and running through till March 7th. And it's called Future Forward Forever, a Black Artist Exhibition. So yeah, it is at the Daniel Spectrum building. Um, and it's featuring myself and several other wicked artists. You can visit the Daniel Spectrum Instagram page for more details on that. Located at 585 Dundas Street East. The opening hours are Monday to Friday, 9 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. And Saturday, 9 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. And admission is free. Free 99. So, you guys don't have any excuse, Okay. You don't need no proof of vaccination and it's not going to cost you a dime. The only thing it might cost you is a little bit of your time, which would be greatly appreciated because we all need to embrace and appreciate the arts and support our local artists, support our black artists, because within this city, we have some major, 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 major talent that I think we need to do a better job at supporting and uplifting and yeah, highlighting. So that's what's going on here and as always you can follow us at bwc podcast on instagram if you're not already um so yeah that's uh, bwc podcast on instagram um and as always we love feedback we love hearing from you so if you want to send us an email give us your thoughts on the podcast on you know topics you want to hear about or if you want to be on the show anything you can send us an email at betterwithchocolatepod at gmail.com that is betterwithchocolatepod at gmail.com and as always if you want to follow my creative journey um, I do have an artist page on Instagram as well it was formerly called KD Creative but I have since renamed it to the art of K Dominique um, so you can give me a follow there and, uh, you know, stay tuned with any happenings, you know, any shows I'm a part of, any events, um, you know, you can see my art, you can like my art, you can <laughs> comment on it, you can share it, uh, you can also buy it. And that's a great segue into my website, dominiquedesigns.ca, where I also have some of my prints um, that are currently on there for purchase. Um, I will be adding some more as well, so keep an eye out for that. For those drops and those news, you can follow my business page, Dominique Designs underscore underscore on Instagram, um, where you'll find, you know, one of a kind handmade uh, jewelry, as well as my art for sale there. That about wraps it up for me. 
again, thank you guys so much for being here. It's always a pleasure to sit down here, you know, shoot the shit. (laughs) And so, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. I do appreciate you guys, honestly, for those of you who tune in, who support, who show love. I appreciate you. I thank you. I also appreciate your patience. And yeah, 2020, 2021, crazy years, but we're in 2022 now and it's going to be great. So thank you for sticking around and thank you for tuning in until next week. Be easy on yourselves, guys. Like for real, let's all chill out (laughs) Um, and love one another and love yourself. And again, I'll see you guys next week. Peace.